Doc with Pastor Troy here. We are ready to go. I love that season two intro. On the doc.org, we're broadcasting every Tuesday and Thursday. You can check us out. Go to on the doc.org. You can find all of our templates, all of our places where you can go, platforms, all kinds of good stuff. Go find it, find it, find it. On the doc, our credo is conversations that propel your faith out of the shallows and into the deep. We are going to get in the deep deep today. My wife says I spend most of the time in deep weeds, but today we're going to go into good fishing water, I hope and pray. And you can check us out on our platforms. Our major platform is YouTube. Bailey? Yeah, I, Bailey, I'll introduce you for me in a minute, but Bailey's a new guest on the show. You know, if you go to YouTube, Bailey, and you find on the dock and you hit subscribe to it, it will help us. We'll get another subscriber. We'll go from like 100 to 101. I think I did that earlier. Ah, oh, darn. <laughs> we'll bug your friend now because you're going to be on the show. So we need you on YouTube. Go to YouTube, find our channel, Spotify, iTunes, and hit subscribe, like, notify, whatever it takes. But we're also on Google Play, Facebook, Roku, Rumble, SermonNet. But YouTube, Spotify, iTunes, primary channels. Find us on any of those. And we're on social media. You can talk about us. Only in good ways. We'll delete negative stuff. We don't want nasty stuff. You can be critical. We don't mind you being critical. Like, I hate that shirt. You know, why does he always wear black? I was told to wear black. That's what I wear black. It looks I mean, great. I look good. I don't ever wear black. I'm the only person in our church and worship team that doesn't regularly wear black. Our whole We have a black and gray team. It's terrible. But I wear black for this because I was told it looks good. But, hey, hit subscribe. Well, no, don't do that. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Telegram, Getter, talk about us. But let's talk about the show and share it with other people. Go to onthedoc.org, hit subscribe, like, notify, tell people about it. You know, harass people about it. I guess internet stalk people. Just get them watching the show. Help us out. Go to my Patreon. We have a Patreon site on the doc. You become a partner or a sponsor. There's multi-levels of partnership, several levels of sponsorship, both partners and sponsors. Check that out. You can, can't figure any of this stuff out. Go to onthedoc.org. There's links to all of our platforms, links to our my Patreon page. And if you just give up, go email us at info at onthedoc.org. And Donna, our executive producer, she'll, she'll walk you through it. So you'll be good. All right, we're ready to go here. I got my, I I was going to say my lovely co-host, but you're not Mother Beth. I mean. <laughs> no, I, normally Beth's to my right, normally Ben's over here someplace. Lovely. Gosh. Well, I mean, I mean, you're not ugly. Lovely. If you get it, I mean, I can't say that. I, 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 you know, we've got these rules in the church. If I say so, it could be like a harassment thing. No, no, people know. I think you're a very handsome. Man. They, they know we have a love and a relationship. Yeah, we're like brotherly like, love. Like David and Jonathan, we're it's knit at the precisely. Heart. Yeah. yeah, this is my worship leader in the church. I'm pastor. We work together regularly, but on this show, he's my co-host, Mr. Ben Ottolini. It's me, Ben. ben Hello, Ben's here today. All right, Greetings. Ben. We got over in the studio as well our techno wizard, our executive director. He is not on mic, but is on camera. It's our techno wizard, Lucas. Winkler today. How you doing, Lucas? He's going to have to echo. Hear the echo. He hates that. we got to get another mic. Somebody, if you would sponsor our show on my Patreon and, and be a sponsor, we could afford the fifth mic. That's what we need, the fifth mic. Go help us out. Go to onthedoc.org. We've got a great show. Hey, we're in another one of our incredible series. We've got the Super Series for Season 2 going on. Worship Leaders of Southern Illinois, our Super Series. And we're just having a blast with it. We're meeting all kinds of worship leaders, finding out about philosophies and ideas and hearts of worship. And we're going to get into that today. We've got a great one for you. This one's called Worship Leaders of Southern Illinois featuring Joshua Corrales. He said I'd call him Josh. Hey, Josh. Hey. You doing well? You're from Life Source Church. Life Source Church. Wherever he's from, he's going to tell you where he's from. They don't have lots of food because yes, we we're, do. No, you no, you got China. You said you got a little Chinese. Oh, West Frankfurt. Yeah, West Frankfurt. You're from yeah. West Frankfurt, Illinois, Life Source Church. 
So you don't have a, we're having Indian food tonight with a the show. They don't have that. No, they do not. I hear the bowling that. alley has good food in West Frankfurt. Now, that is my favorite um, cheeseburger in the entire world. There you go. Really? That's it's what good. I hear. Oh, West Frankfurt bowling alley has oh, the best cheeseburger in the world. You've got stuff. You got I mean, you're they coming need to up partner in, with you. Yeah. You need, we, the problem is nobody can get to your town forever because you tear up your roads, your exit down the, and they Shame. tore all that up. They tore it up for months. Yeah. They didn't do anything to it. Hey, pastor. It's still tore up. But they had it blocked, and you can't see any differences. It's still tore up. I think they were doing, like, the sidewalks. What? I know. You couldn't go to eat, get gas, nothing. Still. If I was a businessman on that end of town, you'd be like, ah! Yeah. I mean, in your exit, it's so hard to get off, it's dangerous. They ought to call it half a job Frankfurt. Yeah. Well, they fixed the exit, um, but the one sidewalk that you're talking about... Yeah. Now they're working on the opposite side of it. Oh my God! They couldn't do both sides at once. No, so now now it's shut down again. Um, and, and, the and side. when you fix the exit, <laughs> but then you close all the access to businesses, there's nothing to exit to get. Right. Yeah. I know. Y'all are a challenge. I mean, I mean, you're a beautiful, beautiful city. Though. It is I a mean, beautiful wow. city. When it's done, <laughs> it's going to be the bomb. So we're going to get there. So we got Joshua with us. Joshua's a fine young, fine young worship leader, and we're going to get into him just a little bit right now. You've got an incredible guest with us. Tell us about your guest today. Yeah. So this is um, Bailey. She is um, one of my singers on our worship team. She's really just an anointed, powerful woman of God that just you know has a calling on her life and that's what she's doing man she's just using her calling just to glorify god to worship well i'm excited about having bailey here and and we're going to get into it here with her bailey came in and i i had my mind down on it i'm trying to text messages my brothers about my dad's 80th birthday and i'm just i'm at the age right now where i got to focus on one thing or i just blow everything up i put things in it and so i was like just a second it's like you know hang on and then i she got nervous because it's like She's just a talent. I'm the show host. You know, I'm the big famous show host here. Right. I'm like, no, it's not that. It's just, I won't remember what I did. I'll be writing stuff. I mean, <laughs> I'm at the point right now, like I'm Dory. I'm just Dory. Yeah. And I found out today at IHOP, yeah. I'm 56. I can order off the 55 plus menu. And that has depressed me and made me worse. <laughs> so Bailey, you'll be patient with me today. I'm not, I, I am, I am talent, uh, but um, I'm just a regular person. So you can drive the show today. You're going to host the whole show. Me? Yeah, Bailey, you're going to do a good job. I hear you're super talent. I can hear you singing. You guys are going to enjoy it. Uh, you'll see. Do we do the worship piece at the end? We do it at the end. At the end of each of our episodes coming up, the three episodes, you're going to hear an incredible worship piece by these two. And I heard you in there singing. You can sing. Very anointed. Thank yeah, you. very anointed. Yeah, and thank you. Ben and those guys, they put together. So each of our worship piece uh, leaders, Sound Noise, we featured an incredible worship piece by you guys featuring it. So you guys, if you, if you guys are interested in finding out more about Bailey and Joshua, we're just going to tell you right up front, you can go to Life Source Church. Yes. There's it right there. We're not ashamed. Uh, not if you can, if, look, if you could get off the interstate at West <laughs> Frankfurt <laughs> and you can get past the barricades and you can uh. make it there, you will receive a blessing. Yes. Life source. Are you guys still meeting on Thursdays? Yeah, seven o'clock. Seven o'clock. Are you still feeding people a free meal? Yeah. So we're it's feeding people a free meal on it's Thursdays. Ridiculous. But here's the thing: we're also um, feeding people on Fridays now too. What? So now we do Thursdays and Fridays. We do a free meal um, to the public. No wonder we can't even come to church here. I can't come. No. Yeah. <laughs> I gotta start cooking again. We just do shrimp once a year. Once when we do, we we were fancy doing shrimp and crawfish once a year. And we <laughs> thought we were something. We get people to come to that too. They show people you never see again. But you're feeding people on Thursday and Fridays. Thursdays and Fridays. My goodness. And you yeah. guys are, man, that's really cool. And then you're doing service. You're, I mean, I see it on your Thursday service. We see healings and deliverances. Yes. I, yeah. I, I, I watch a clip a lot of that out. So yeah. 
We have powerful anointed um, services both Sunday and Thursday. Ben says he's ready to come up and, and give you a break one Sunday. I'm gonna drag up with one Thursday. I'm gonna drag up and just watch. I'm gonna be a spectator. Well, no, you're gonna you're gonna give the word. Oh, good. I, I you're gonna I give the word. You. The word would be go to Life Source Church. <laughs> yeah, but to add ten minutes to your commute time so you can get through West Frankfort in the minefield. At least, yeah, it, at least ten minutes. But when you get there, it's gonna be worth it. Great. But space. the great thing is we have service on Sundays at eleven thirty, so you have that extra time. And it's easy to get through town though on Sunday there because there's nobody driving. You know, through exactly. that part, it's a lot easier. So, okay, service. What time is on Sundays? Eleven thirty. I've never heard of a church having. What is the deal with that? What's what's wrong? And there's with no excuse to to not go. You Who can't, has church you can't sleep at eleven thirty? I mean, yeah, you guys <laughs> we do. We do. <laughs> we do. I I, I appreciate it because uh, I, source. to be honest with you, I've been trying to recruit Brock to come play drums here. And yeah. that's part of the attraction. I think he could play drums here. And we could still get him back. To, you could. We could get him back in time. You could. Is Brock driving yet? Yeah. No. He's, he's got another year. I'm thinking about getting a car, but you know, but it, he's illegal still. So. Yeah. We're, we're working. Get him I, a four wheeler. No, what I was going to do is put him down here and put him in next to Lucas in one of the rooms. We could get him a moped. And then we're thinking getting oh, back. Boy. Catapult. Catapult. <laughs> Catapult. Here's the other yeah. deal. At, at, eleven at 11 o'clock, he wouldn't be able to stay for the very end, but he could do the first. Sure. He could fly on the plane. That What's the plane? Cape Air. Cape Air has a plane out here at 11 o'clock on Sundays. <laughs> We're thinking he can hang off the top of it. Yeah. And Just he drop. Drop in, and boom. What an entrance. That'd be amazing. There's rockers that would love that. Just he's in. But we had trying to recruit Brock shamelessly for a long time. I've offered he, him. Yeah. For 15, he is He's, he's a good young phenomenal. man. He's a good young man. We're going to get him eventually. Yeah. So you may have that. You may have to bump your service to 12. So 1130. I would you, do that are, for are him. You, are you late service because everybody stays up all night watching, you know, TV and then you, and then you get up late and you wouldn't go, well, I don't know anything to do. Go to church. You know, I really don't know. Um, I really, I never really asked pastor Brent what they real, um, the philosophy behind that was and why we did 1130. I mean, it's always been that way ever since I started. I know. The source. longest I've known him, yeah. he's been doing that. So, yeah. So, so everybody hit the social media hard on this one. When you're watching the show, find hit out. the social media hard. Just put it out there till Joshua or Brent, Pastor Brent answers the question. Right. Who comes up with it? That's Brent, not the time. Brent probably likes to sleep in. Have a nice breakfast. Maybe he's asleep. Well, here's the thing, though. We have a cafe that opens at 9. So we're there at 8 o'clock every morning anyway. Well, just that's plumb stupid. That's plumb stupid. <laughs> I mean, if you're not going to start service at 1130, at least sleep in Joshua at 1030. Oh, I would love to. I know. Th these guys have regular service. What time do you guys show up here? I get here at 8. We're try, I try to get here before 8. So See, we're, and we're doing service at 10 o'clock. Lucas gets here at like 6, 645. 6.45 or 7. Yeah, I'm not out of bed at 6.45. You're, you're a better man I, than I me. I, I get out of bed at 7. I'll be honest. I get out of bed at 7.30 on, Sunday, on Sundays. If we have something special, I'll bump it to 7.15. <laughs> I have a routine. I walk through the doors almost the exact same time every I, week. I used to get here at 6.45 for a minute, and then I I stop. I get I up. I spend an hour with the Lord. I spend my first hour with the yep. Lord, and then I get my face looking pretty. I get cleaned up, brush my fangs, yeah. and get ready. I don't do any of that. So, so what do you do on, on that? Do you, do, you, do, you, do you get up a bunch earlier? or? Yeah, I'm usually up about 7. Yeah, about 7. Um, I'm, I'm usually at the church probably between, I don't know, 8.30 and 9. You guys basically spend your whole day there. By the time you're yeah. done, you guys are... are well, we I, have long services, too, I know so we you don't do, leave until I mean, 2.30, 3 I mean, you guys are basically apostolic, so you guys know how to worship for hours. Yeah. You can hang. Yeah. So so when, when you're this long, do you, do you, have, do you take a food break? No, well, after, do you bring, after service, do you bring it's <laughs> only not, only the bread of life? Yeah. Do you bring snacks? No, I don't. Man. Bailey, Bailey, be honest with you. You sometime 
But when do you get to church on Sunday? Usually late. <laughs> she does. She's the. She's, she's, she's my late one. Do you eat a snack between the time you get there and the time service ends? You eat something. Um, definitely. Okay, that's what I wanted to know. Definitely. We we need to know that to He'll survive the length of a Pastor Brent breakfast. service, you're going to need food in between Snickers bars, something in between. <laughs> I'm going to need a subway. I mean, I'm going to be honest. After worship, I usually go grab a bag. You of go chips. back. You're in the back. I know it takes you a few minutes to get out. <laughs> I know. Yeah, Lucas would choose something healthier, but I know he has a snack. No, you don't have a snack? No, I don't eat till lunch. You go the whole morning on that six o'clock schedule without food? Every day. Okay. Sundays I only Intermittent eat, fasting. I used to sometimes I eat eggs, but for the last year and a half I only eat two pieces of toast. I just can't eat a lot before I speak. But after I'm ready to go. Well that's it, my problem. Yeah. I just can't. It just sits on eat. you. Yeah. yeah, it sits on me too. Yeah, it doesn't help. Yeah. How, how about you, Bailey? Can you eat? Um, I just really it doesn't really bother me. Ben? Mm. Can you eat before you eat worship? Yeah, it really just depends. Just depends. If it's a bag of chips, sure. But I'm not going to eat like a bowl of chili. What about fettuccine huh. Alfredo? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the heaviest. Check, like, check, like Andy Bernard. check out their worship center here. That's pretty <laughs> good shot. Pretty good shot of y'all's worship center here. Love what you got going on here. Uh, just happening. Now, let me ask Joshua. I, I know this. I know the answer to this, but I think people are out there. You're a good looking man. The question is, are you single or are you married? Oh, I am married. Wah, wah, wah. I know. I know. I know. So I'm going to throw it up because I already knew the answer. This is his <laughs> lovely wife, Whitney. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You, My you, beautiful bride. Yeah. yeah. And you've got unique. Tell us about your kids. you got a heck of a family here. Yeah. So we got a small little army of kids. Um, we got five. Um, yours, mine, ours. So Riley, um, the oldest, she's um, 13 now. And then all the way down to Arizona, which is mine and Whitney's. Um, she's 18 months now. So now, now did, do you name her Arizona because you like Arizona or did you have her in Arizona? Um, so we actually named our, her Arizona after a TV show. Raising Arizona? No. Oh. Grey's Anatomy. Really? Yeah. That's yeah. In, I hate to tell you that's in Seattle. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, one of the one Arizona of the, on Grey's Anatomy. Arizona on oh, Grey's Anatomy. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why? Well, I, I knew you were fixing to be disappointed when you found out that's no, Washington. No, Arizona on Grey's Anatomy. The character, she's amazing. You never know these days. I, mean, <laughs> I love that. He's like, let me go ahead oh, and break man. your heart let, real quick. Let me just say, <laughs> let me just say, I watched Grey's Anatomy the first four or five seasons. All of our family kids did, especially the women in our household. Yeah. We quit watching after about season five. Got a little crazy. When, when all TV went crazy and yeah. introduced all this other stuff, we had to quit watching. Yeah, yeah. So we're back to Gunsmoke and 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 Andy Griffith. And but but my wife often calls me. Um, don't don't. I mean, don't mix steamy, baby. McSteamy. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I, I get called that often. You don't know who McSteamy is. I thought it was... He died in season four or five. I thought it was Mick... Yeah, that was Gray's husband. Mick Griddle. He, he died in season... Yeah, no, McSteamy. He was Mr. <laughs> Dr. McSteamy. Yeah. McPancake. Yeah, yeah, that's me. That's what my wife says. <laughs> my mama said I was good looking too. She my, my wife calls me McMuffin. <laughs> There's a big difference there. Oh my! These guys hail from Life Source Church. Tell tell us if you can a little bit about your background. We'll start. We'll start yeah. with you, Joshua. A little bit about about your background, how you came to faith in Christ, and and, and yeah, let's just start with that. Yeah. So I mean, um, my mom and dad are pastors of a church. They actually pastor a church here in uh, Marion. Um, so so I'm competing cre- with your parents. Yeah, you are. Oh Lord, that's why we're having. I mean, <laughs> all right. 
Yeah, so they pastor a church here in Marion. So I always, and they've done that ever since I was a kid. So I grew up in church. I grew up um, in the ministry. You're a PK. I am a PK. Yeah. You're not a PK, are you, Bailey? Um, I kind of like to say that I am because I was raised in church as well. Um, just for the fact of knowing. Um, I don't know. I don't. I don't, I don't. You're raised in church, but you're not an official PK, right? Because we we're fixing to disinfect that side of the place. I didn't want to get you both with yeah, the, the PK. Just me. But yeah. So you're PK. I'm PK on both sides, which is crazy. You're yeah. Probably, okay. Go yeah. ahead. Yeah. So I grew up in church, um, and that's kind of like what I was pushed into is you know just ministry. My mom taught me how to play the keyboard. She taught me three chords and said. Here we go. Now you got to. Are you primarily a keyboard player? Yeah. Yeah, I can play acoustic a little bit, but not as good as Ben. So I'll definitely just stick to the keyboard on that. You'll stick to that. <laughs> I'll stick to the keyboard on that one. Phenomenal. And, and so, so, so when did you go into ministry? When did you decide to go into ministry on your own? On my own. So they exploited you for a while, basically, used you in the mm-hmm. worship team. Yeah. So yeah, This is what I did with my kids. Yeah, I so mean, I started. Actually, my mom actually had me leading worship whenever I was 12. Of course. I exploited all my kids. Did right. So I made them all do everything. Exactly. So 12 years old, I started leading That's worship. That's why PKs are usually messed up because they had to do stuff. Exactly. Right. Exactly. But you stayed. But I, well, kind of successful conversion parents you did kind of so i what i did was i led worship and i traveled my mom and dad pastored in florida and in texas so i traveled with them and led their worship and um i was actually um just a little bit of history and i'm open book as i was married before whitney mm-hmm. and um we went through a divorce and during that time i just kind of like slipped away from god and just kind of did my own thing. You know, all the rebellious things that you do whenever you You run from God. Yeah. So, um, and that's actually how I kind of got back into ministry is because of that. And I reached out on Facebook and I was like, hey, I was like, is anybody having church? And it was a Thursday and you know, who, nope. Okay, Nobody we need to beat you up on that. Who has church on Thursday? Brent. Who has church at eleven thirty? Brent. Right. So, so basically, you were looking for somebody that had a weird time to have weird church. Weird time to have and church. He, and, he, and he got you. Yeah, because I mean, I was laying. I was basically homeless. I was laying in my son's toddler bed, and I was like, I've got to do something. I got to. I'm. I'm sick and tired of being sick and tired. I want to go to church now. Of course, nobody else is having church. Now. Right. So I was like, today's the day. I want to go to church today. And I was basically, I was like pleading with God. God, if there's a, someone that's having church today on Thursday, that's where I'm going. I'm going to go to church. See, see that that that's why God's gift is there, and every church needs to do what they're called to do. Yeah, absolutely. So to have a Thursday church, I, I say this sincerely. I really respect the fact that Brent is stuck with that and, yeah. and different times because. That's your flavor. I think the key is there's right. ice cream, but that that strawberry ice cream got you, right? Or the vanilla, or this chocolate, or some churches have different stuff going on. It, it just right there scratched that edge. Mm. And if you if you're fishing, you got the right bait, and you're serving Jesus, and you do what you call it, you never know what's going to happen. You get a Joshua. Exactly, yeah. and that's I came to Life Source, and uh, Pastor Wayne was preaching, which is Pastor Brent's dad, yep. and I went in there and just you know, I was like, man, I was like, I really kind of like the church. I mean, they were doing music on the iPad. I knew I was like, hey, I play the piano. But you can do like, better than this. Yeah. <laughs> right. But I was like, well, I was like, I don't know. I was like, so I'm going to come back. It was a Thursday. I was like, I'll come back on Sunday. And that Sunday I came up and I talked to Pastor Brent and I was like, man, this is who I am. This is what I do. I was like, but I'm not, I'm not wanting to do this. I was like, I don't want to get involved. I said, I just really need to just get my life right back with God mm-hmm. and just really just be fed, you know, because mm-hmm. whenever you go through that season, sometimes you just need to be fed. Yeah. Right. You know what I'm saying? You. you don't no, need to be pouring. You. you need to be, yep. you need to be fed. And, um, so I talked to Pastor Brent about that, and he was like, yeah, absolutely. We'll just come in and just, you know, soak up and just 
you know, rebaptize yourself in the church and in God. And so I did. And uh, six months later, I'm helping leading worship and just dived right in. And now, I mean, we're just. Hey, did you get married on the backside of this getting? Yeah, I did. So um, did he provided. I was you? up there leading did worship. Did you find the wife on your own or did he like say the job comes with the wife? So, <laughs> God, so it was, it was crazy because I was up there leading worship and I tell my wife this all the time. She walked in the back of the church. Yeah. She was wearing a blue dress. Oh, no. And high heels. Yep. And Came I'm over. leading worship. Distraction. I'm leading worship. And my brain went, I'm going to marry that girl. Wow. And I and I was like, that's where my brain you went immediately. Yeah. Pretty quick. Is that the first time you'd seen her? Yes. Yeah. And I was like, I'm going to marry that girl. I was like, I don't know. And I was like, she's probably married. <laughs> I was like, you're going to marry her. We're going to be, this will be rough. <laughs> I was like, you here know? we go. Oh, Lord. So oh, I did. Man. I went up to her and I talked to her and. I mean, we just kind of like. Did you ask her to marry you right then? No, or you weren't that. No, creepy. I was, I was, you weren't that. Creepy. No, he started singing a prophetic yeah. song about it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just went to like. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just go prophetic. And, but what's interesting is my second date with my, with my wife Beth. We were set up on a blind date. Went on the date and stuff like that. The second date, we kind of went again. The first date was okay. Kind of did the second date, kind of to see if it go any better, and it really didn't go better. I was, no, no, wow. it, it, it went worse. <laughs> well, it wasn't that. It was, Beth was lovely. It was just, I was from Memphis. She was from Decoin. Okay. It's like being from West Frankfurt. Yeah. And I was from the city. She's from the country. Yeah. You know, country by, and I was like, I, no, it's not going to work. Right. But I did grow up in the country, some in Crowsville when I was kids. So I, I'm, I can relate, but I don't know. So, so we took her back, thought this is cool. I actually had a better time with, with, with her, uh, my oldest daughter's adopted Heather. I had a better time with Heather than her just because mm. it was just fun. And we bowled, we went bowling. And, and, and so I got her back. I took her up to her apartment. I turned around and thought, I'm out of here. This is done. And I went on down the steps and got, went to the car and she, I heard it was January. It was like 68 degrees outside. Ridiculous. And she, I heard her follow me down the steps. I thought, this girl's following me down the steps. Oh, golly. I need mm -hmm. to get out of here. I'm trying to run, make a run for it. Never right. going to turn around again. I, I, I get out the porch. I'm going off her front porch. And I heard the door slam. And I turned around. And I looked at her. The moon hit her eyes. And I fell in love with her. That's awesome. And I knew right then I was going to marry her. Right. Right then. I saw Christ in her. It was the craziest thing in the world. I was leaving as fast as I could. Right. And I turned and just boom. That's awesome. So it took two for it took two for her to get that spell on me. But it took three steps. Yeah. yeah. It took three steps. And then turned. <laughs> three steps for me. But, but that's cool. So you yeah. connected and over time you got married? Yeah. Um we we got married pretty quick. I mean, it was probably six months and we were married. We got married. Okay. I I met her in January. We were married in August. Yeah. Yeah, so we we fast. moved pretty quick, but very I, mean, fast. I just knew I didn't even see her in all three se four seasons. Knew. She probably regrets that these days, yeah. you know. And Whitney, so. she's she's my world. I mean, yeah. she is absolutely my world. She's she's perfect in everything she does. She she makes sure she takes really good care of me. I am my mom tells me I am spoiled rotten because of her. I told my best friend at the time. I said I'm t he went on the dates with us because they set us up. I said I'm taking her home, getting rid of her. This is not working, <laughs> you know. And he knew I'd kind of. It didn't connect in that because I was, I spent more time with, with with Heather, and when I, I walked in his office the next morning, he's pastor, he's social pastor. Mm. I said, "I'm going to marry this girl." He says, "What? What's wrong with you?" <laughs> you know, it was one of those things that caught people right. off guard. So, so you got enamored, got connected, you got married, yeah, and you still ever since, yeah, very cool. She's tolerated so, me. So, when did you transition from being go to church, recover, soak? When did he hustle you into becoming the worship master? Um. Well, I mean, I stepped into the role of like kind of just helping lead worship, 
for probably six months after I started coming. Um, and then I really took on a leadership position and role probably about a year and a half um, into it and really okay. just kind of so gave you some real time to soak a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I was up there leading worship and stuff, but now, I mean, I don't just um, lead worship. Now I also help with counseling. I, I preach on Sundays or Thursdays cool. um, whenever needed. So, you know, I'm just, I'm just there, man. I'm just, a well, I can tell, I, I can, I can tell that. I mean, that's, Bailey, how did you get connected uh, to to Christianity? How you, you said you grew up in a Christian family? Yeah, um, I've just I've grown up in church my whole life. Uh, my parents have always made sure that you know I'm in church. Did they whenever. beat you if you didn't go? Did um, they box you and, and drag you? No, but it felt like it then. At times, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, like when I didn't want to go, I'd sometimes sleep in the pews when I was little, cl- crawl under the I pews did too. and I did too. crawling around. Um, I'd say when I was about four is when I started singing up on a platform. Wow. Um, you both have been in worship a long time in churches, haven't you? Yeah. yeah. Um, and it's just it's just something that I love to do. Uh, my parents have, my mom's always like pushed me, pushed me, pushed me. And sometimes I get aggravated with her and I'd be like, Mom, that's enough. I'm done practicing this song. But, and you know, as I've gotten older and I've matured up with my worship, I've noticed that it's really helped me. Um, just to be like, I've, I, lo- I like to watch a lot of live worship mm-hmm. to, to learn like how to lead, I guess, That's cool. in a way. Um, are you, are you, are you, are you, are you married or single? Let's find out about your availability. Um, I am, I am married. Oh, there you go, guys. <laughs> Too bad. I am married. Um. His name's Corey. Oh, cool. Um, I have a five-year... Well, he'll be five in May. So cool. I have a four-year-old, and then he has a 14-year-old. So... Um, just a 10-year difference. Yeah. Um, so it's just... It's busy. Um, I have the, the differences of dealing with a 14-year-old not wanting to go to church all the time, and then the five-year-old, like, arguing with me. But I try to keep it you know set in stone that when the doors are open we're going there you go just because train up your children the way the lord when they grow old they'll they'll show up and they'll actually be on the platform like you that's right praise (laughs) god and um it's it just makes a difference when you do bring your kids so what are you doing on the what are you doing on the worship platform do you sing you Um, lead you worship um instruments what do you do i i sing with pastor josh um just i like to i know my my calling is to be a leader but um you know, I just take things slow with, you know, God's will and, you know, his timing. I try not to push things too much. And um, I try to be there for Josh whenever he needs me to be up there. Um, it's just, I feel like I have a humble heart when it comes to worship. Well, you've been a pleasure to work with so far. So we're glad you're here. Thank glad you. Brought you in. Let me, let me get to the heart of this question. We got about, about not nine, 10 minutes in this episode. But the key to this series, Worship Leaders of Southern, Southern Illinois, we're kind of wanting to hear from various worship leaders yeah. around the area. We went all the way to the nosebleed section of West Frankfort to get you. Yeah. So, so we want to get up in the northern. He's kind of the Yankee. He's like a Yankee for our conversation. You know what I mean? You know, let's get this Yankee to tell us what is the heart of, for you? We'll get to you yeah. because it's going to come out through your worship. For you, what is that heart of worship? For you, what is, what's important to you about that? Yeah, so heart of worship. Uh, Matt Redman wrote a song called Heart of Worship. And, man, I just really just, 
I, I live by that, man. I'm, I'm coming back to the heart of worship. I'm sorry, Lord, for the things I've made it because we, we tend to overcomplicate worship sometimes. Um, and really just getting back to the purity of worship and just saying, God, you know, I'm at your feet. Here I am, Lord. I worship you. And just really just kind of making it a pure one-on-one connection, not worried about um, who's around you, what's going on. Um, and that's really what it's about, man, It's just really just making it pure and holy. Right now we're really diving into um, what we call the Mary Challenge at, at, at church right now. We're, we're in this series um, and it's the story of Mary and Martha, where you know Mary was just laying at the feet of Jesus, and Martha she was she was serving. She was serving. Are you doing Jesus. that as a series right yeah. now, or is that a philosophy worship? No, that's, that a, that's a series. Yeah, that's what we're teaching. So we're actually doing what's called the Mary Challenge. So it's thirty days, thirty minutes a day for thirty days, um, and we're challenging everybody just to spend that thirty minutes for thirty days in prayer and worship, just in the word, just seeking the face of God. And that really just kind of helps us get rooted. It helps us redefine where we're at and just really diving into him. Don't, don't, don't you think, I, I think it's really good. I think it's pretty cool. We're, we're going to steal that. Go for uh, it. Yeah. Do we have to pay you guys or anything? <laughs> nope, for no, it's free. <laughs> you know, I think it's a good idea. The, you know, the, the opposite that's Martha. Martha's the one that was in getting the dishes ready, yeah. getting the meal ready. Serving, and, man. and look, you've got to have that done. You've got, you've got, you yes. guys got to do a meal. You've got work to be done in the church. Absolutely. But the purpose of the church isn't for that work. Right. The, the purpose of that work is so that we can have the time to actually enhance. Mm-hmm. So Martha meant well, you know, she really wanted to do the best for Jesus. Right. But somehow she, she lost focus of the heart of the center. Right. And that's one thing I was like, I was, I was actually preaching on this not that long ago. I was like, Martha, she really wasn't. She wasn't living in sin. She wasn't doing anything. What's he going to get? Bad food, bad bread. You know, he's Jesus. Yeah. So, I mean, he's, she's really just kind of just serving, you know what I'm saying? We're we're called to serve and that's what she's doing. Serving for what? Exactly. But she, she missed something. She missed something. She, she really missed something. And that was what Mary got a hold of me. But but don't you think though, I want to, I want to, I want to defend. I I always want to defend like a lot of people when I was in theology school, uh, People thought Peter was idiot because he jumped out of the boat and he sank. I said, well, yeah, they can laugh at him, but he was the only one out of the boat. Right. Everybody else sitting in the boat like a bunch yeah. of children scared. Right. You know, he at least got out. I know he got scared, but right. and he put his eyes on the thing, but they didn't get off the water. Mm-hmm. They didn't even ask the question. Right. You know, and then Martha, you know, our church doesn't function well when we don't have a nursery. Sure. It doesn't function well when you don't have children's care because mm-hmm. pe- people can't. So you've got to have some Martha action. Yes, right. absolutely. There's but, a balance. But you can't have Martha motivation. I, mean, I don't mean you have Martha action, but you need to make sure that people are finding time for that one-on-one. That's it. Yeah, I can come in and lead worship every day. But what is it if I don't sit at the feet of Jesus? I can come in here and be a Martha. I can come in here and serve. I can come in here and make sure that the cafe is open. I can make sure that people are fed on Thursdays and Fridays. I can do all these great things. And without that, man, we just have an organization. Right, right. right. And I feel that, I, and I'm not picking on people here at this no, body, no, no. Or, but, but through my years of ministry, yeah, I've always had certain people that do certain jobs at the church, and you go, have you ever been in one of our worship services? You know, you're so busy doing the right. job, you, you need to come in some. And we need that. We need Martha's. We need people right. that are willing to serve, but I don't want to just negate it to the point of that's all we're doing. Is but, I, but I think some of them get so busy that they actually could come in. Even if they came in the back door and just laid down for a bit, they could, but they get so caught up in the serving that they think that that's the greater purpose. And the greater purpose is him. Right. Just him. Right. And that's what Jesus said. And, and, and I get, I get up an hour early every morning to do my worship 
private stuff, especially on Sundays, because even though I come and I can, I mean, I have no problem losing myself with Ben, ben leading worship. Right. He's fa- fantastic. Mm-hmm. But even when I'm prayer walking in the back, I'm still their pastor. And what got, what's doing is things are coming to me for people. Right. So I'm already in a mode about how can I, what's God speaking here? What God's yes. saying here? What you're doing that in worship too. Absolutely. You know, how's God moving in the worship? Mm-hmm. So even in your best worship on Sunday morning, when I'm cut loose, I'm still engaging other people, not necessarily engaging God as well as I should. Right. So I've got to come in ready mm-hmm. and I can still worship. Don't get me wrong. But I, I think if you don't have some relationship, that 30 minute, 30 day thing yeah. brings you in with some gas already. Yeah. I don't come in empty. I come in already filled right. mm-hmm. and then I work off that. And then what I typically get is a bonus. That's what we like to call um, being rooted. Rooted and grounded. Right, rooted. right. Yeah. yeah. And I think that's a real key. For, for you guys as worship leaders, you guys feel that Have too. To be. Yeah, yeah, I think people just think you guys are they worship all the time. No, 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 no. You're, you're trying to get ready on Sunday morning. You got a thousand things going on in your mind. I got five and, kids, and not <laughs> yeah, not to mention your wife's mad at you because you left and, she, and she's got a snotty kid, and you had to take off church two hours early. Right. And she, you know, you got all those things to deal with. Right. And, and if you don't already have some personal time with God, if you haven't had some Mary, you can become a Martha right. real quick, real right. real quick. Yeah. And Martha got Marthy because Martha forgot the focus. Yeah. That's when she came in and griped. Jesus, can you get her in here to help me? I'm trying to get you some hot lamb. Mm-hmm. And Jesus says, I am the lamb. Right. And they good. Mic drop. Yeah, it was good. I, was, yeah, it was I good. didn't mean to be that smart. <laughs> I mean, so, we need big steamy here. <laughs> All right. So, so I love your core. I love your core. Yeah. Now, now help me, help me with this. We want to put together as we wrap up this episode, we got yeah. four or five minutes here. What are four, five, six things as we bridge into the next episode, which we're going to get deeper into the functions and how you do what you do. What are four or five, three or four or five things, don't have to be fixed on that, keys that you could help people in understanding how they can get themselves connected to the heart of worship. Not necessarily how to worship in your church, sure. but how to come ready to connect. Sure. What are those things you would, what are pregame stuff or, or, or right at game stuff that you would tell people that they need to come in ready so they're not a problem to the, and it may not just be for their worship, but not to be a problem to other people's worship sure. and to enhance the totality worship. Yeah. So I think the first key is uh, repentance. Hmm. You know what I'm saying? Just dying to yourself daily. Um, Repentance would require an emptying. It would be an acknowledgement, a, a cleaning out, mm-hmm. a scrubbing yeah. of the vessel. So repentance. If, I, if I'm if I'm turning away from something, if I'm repenting from something, then I'm coming into church ready to receive what it is that God has for me. Don't you think a lot of people don't come in ready to receive? And that's I think going back to Martha. Martha wasn't ready to receive. She was still putting out. Yeah. So she couldn't receive anything because she yeah. was she was carrying wood. When you're carrying wood. And building a fire or whatever she's doing, she's, you know, mixing dough. Mm-hmm. She can't really receive anything. Yeah. And it's not that wood doesn't need to be carried in the church. Right. It needs to be carried. It needs to be but, carried. But you have to be ready to receive what it is that God has for you. So, being rooted in church, being rooted in prayer, just like our marriage challenge, man, just being rooted in, in him, be rooted in what it is that God has for you in, in, in the life. Um, once you, you come in to church ready to receive, um, you know, understanding that, the worship's not about you. It's about him. That's so good. Worship is not about you. It doesn't matter if the lights are set right, whether or not the music's too loud, whether or not it's too quiet, whether or not we're singing the songs that you think that we should be singing that day or whatever the case may be. It's not about you. It's about him. We're in there to just really connect with him. And we all know this. I, you guys come out of apostolic background. Yeah. 
we come out of a non-denominational background. I come yeah. out of a Methodist background. Right. And, and inside those backgrounds, you have people in all three of these backgrounds that have either could have come from pretty hymn singing churches, pretty traditional churches. Mm-hmm. They've come to more modern contemporary churches. Right. And, and what one person likes is this kind of music. The other person likes this. And the other one's got a little bit of Southern gospel flair to it. You know, you can have somebody come in and go, none of this music. I don't like his music. He's morning. And you're just singing about the Lord and worshiping the Lord. And if somebody has, can have a negative attitude and, 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 and they think it's about what they're going to get, yeah. mm-hmm. you can taint the service, not just for yourself, but for everybody around you, just by your stinking attitude. That's exactly what my next point is, is it's not just about, it's not about you. It's about your worship can be a breakthrough for somebody else. Oh, wow. So Absolutely. if you, if you come in there and you know, you're distracted or you're not repenting or you're not ready to receive and you're coming in there just, I hate to say it like this, but I'm going to just kind of like a, a bump on a log. Right. You know, not ready, just kind of with a poor attitude because you're not liking the way that service is going the way that you thought it should. Or you're you know, not getting the three songs you wanted to hear this right. week, you know. Or the and, pastor didn't preach the right sermon right. or whatever the Or case they didn't speak to me today. Today he was speaking to a different group. Yeah. We need to be, I agree with you, we need to be able to live vicariously through somebody else's worshiping as well as worshiping. Love God, love your neighbor. Right. And if your neighbor, because I, I'll tell you a, a good example of that is when I was starting my church at Highland, we, we only had, I planned the church from scratch. We targeted 22 to 30. 35 year old people, people with one, two kids, mm-hmm. too many mortgages, too many car payments, basketball goal. We, we targeted a certain family. We, right. we named kind of who we were going after. We had no money to go after anybody else because we didn't have enough money given to us. To, mm. And I wanted to focus the marketing and the heart of my call at those folks. And I remember we, we got those folks coming and we got about six old families that came, old people came. And I remember, and I'm a Methodist guy from background, so I know what they need and kind of what they wanted. Right. And and they heard we were forming. And I went back one day, and I just went back to the back pew, and I said, all of you, I want to apologize. You probably are going to be happy going somewhere else. I wasn't being mean to them. I just want to say to them, for the next two years, I have limited funds. I've got 150 families that are young, and I'm not going to have a senior trip. I'm not going to have senior ministry. We're not going to be doing old hymns. You're probably not going to like any of this. And I was stunned when they spoke up and said to me, we don't want you to change a thing. Mm. We like all that stuff, but while we're here is all of our kids and grandkids are coming. Mm. That's everything. Yeah. And we're going to sit back and enjoy what you do. That's don't good. spend any time on us. Don't you wish more people in the church would say, I can live through the fact that my kids and grandkids are engaged. Right. Absolutely. And they were my best fans. And about year three, I started doing senior trips. We had great fun after that. That's awesome. I got bandwidth. I got more time. Sure. People trained. We need more people that can run their worship, uh, you know, help other people get a breakthrough. Yes. And that's, I think that's what, what, you know, I think in some ways the Marthas can think they're helping other people get their breakthroughs. And in some ways they break down. Yeah. So there's a fine line by helping that, but also mm-hmm. making sure you're rooted and grounded. Yeah. I, I love the tension you guys have on this whole thing and making sure people are plugged in. It's so important. Yeah. Good stuff. So, so repentance, ready to receive being rooted and grounded, not about you, about him. Your worship can be a breakthrough through anybody else. Any other, any other thoughts there? I think that's, I mean, that's so vital. I mean, I think that's, you know, if we're talking about, you know, keys to receiving, I think that that right there is a good core of just starting. I think, I think one of the things that's important, and I've heard you talk about this uh, off here is also not being a distraction. Yeah. That's yeah. what I was just going to say. Um, Go ahead. Being aware of what, what the distractions are and um, what God's will is. Um, because you don't, you don't want to do anything that's going to cause 
someone else because we're being watched mm -hmm. at all times. We always have people watching us, um, what we're doing. So just being aware of not being a distraction as well and and just being humble, having That's a excellent. humble heart um, with serving the Lord because it ain't, e it ain't easy um, when you got ugly people coming at you to, to just... Because people can have, they can have huge expectations of what worship right. can be intense. Yeah. Uh, too much of this, too much of that. I didn't like that Sunday. Everybody's got so many, because there's so much available today compared to even when I was young in ministry. We had, you know, we just had mostly traditional. Then you had a little CCM come in. Then you had a little yeah. bit more. I'm talking about back when, when we thought, uh, what, what are the people, oh, uh, the people, what's the people, uh, Lucas, that do the old contemporary Christian people, oh, like the, not, not the Winans, uh, older than that like saint matthews that gosh i'm trying to think of the the old i mean they're not even contemporary by today's standards i remember when just a little bit not the height not high Bach. no no Bach. Bach. <laughs> i'm having a senior moment but i remember when just a little bit of contemporary came in it was nothing you know and and now vineyard? today before vineyard even, before vineyard, before vineyard I, 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 like the winans and different people there was, a, there was another group that was even before that and they're, they're, they're like neo-hymnal yeah. and, and you know and now you've got every flavor known to man rap christian sure. country christian yeah and so people today can be more selfish with their desire to yeah. listen and think we're switching the satellite channel yeah but we got to make sure that that we're emptying ourselves not just about us about mm -hmm. the corporate worship and you may worship vicariously through somebody else and you don't want to be a distraction right you know you need to you may not like the song you're doing either but you may feel led to lead it sure because of what it's going to speak. That happens a lot. Yeah, yeah. You know, I don't really like this, but God, I know yeah. this is going to speak. God showed me this is going to speak to somebody. Yeah. I mean, there's times when I've called Ben and said, Ben, I really like to have this song. And, and I know Ben goes, ah. And, but I know that song connects with the message. And when sure. we peel it out there, it, it can work or vice versa. Right. You know, so you never know. You just got to trust the Holy Spirit and be through the process in it. It gets back to the purity of worship. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Good stuff. Um, we're going to get into volume two here in a minute. Uh, you're going to love it. You don't want to miss it. I hope you guys get out the Life Source Church. We're going to get much deeper with these guys. Bailey, been good to have you on this first episode. Thank you. You've done I've had good. a great time. Yeah, Joshua, you've done, done good well, too. We're going to be back for the second installment of Worship Leaders of Southern Illinois. <laughs> we're going to go a little bit deeper. Ben's got some big questions to ask them. I don't know what he's going to ask, but he looks over. He looks like he's so intense and serious. And so in the meantime, when we Yeah, I was just, just processing. I mean, internally processing i know you're gonna be ready you're gonna, be, you're gonna yeah. be ready it's gonna be getting back to the purity of worship what do you think about that mary challenge it's a good idea yeah it is yeah we need a little bit of that it is yeah so check us out on the doc.org go find us and watch this episode and other episodes you can find our whole category of stuff season one we're now in season two we got lots of episodes for you to go watch and check this out go to info at on the doc.org you can email us ask us questions and you can go and find all of our episodes at youtube spotify or itunes google play facebook roku rumble and sermonet we'd love to hear your comments on our five social media partners facebook instagram twitter telegram and getter and hit subscribe like notify and go out and tell other people all about it and remember say good constructive things we'd love to have you as a patreon sponsor or partner and yes help us buy that microphone for lucas and if you don't have a church home you can always go to life source in west frankfurt if you can't get off the ramp there they won't let you off the ramp can't get the down come down to community faith church we'd love to have you wednesday 6 30 we we got regular time church here <laughs> sunday's 10 o'clock you do our church at 10 o'clock you can leave a few minutes early give me a high five say we're going to west frankfurt 11 30 at their service as well, 10 o'clock. Uh, you can check us out at coftv.com. We're online with the virtual campus as well. We would love to have you. Guys, 
Bailey, thank you. Thank you. Joshua, thank you. Ben, thank, thank you. you. Thank you. And Lucas, thank you. And check out right now, we have a special worship message song performed by Joshua Krause from Life Source Church. Check that out. We'll see you soon on the dock with Pastor Turi.
It's all about 